All right, this week on One More Pass, we talk about J.J. Watt getting released from the Texans. Could Deshaun Watson be next getting traded? Who knows? Then we talk about Tom Brady being absolutely shit-can-hammered. God, that was awesome. And him chucking the Lombardi trophy. Well, in quotes, we all know that's not the real Lombardi trophy, and we'll cover that later on. And then we also talk about uh, Urban Meyer, Chris Doyle, that dumpster fire of a decision in uh, Jacksonville. And uh, we have Pod Dammit as well. Joey. Are you ready to go? I am ready. And it's it's very fitting. I didn't think about this till this moment that uh, Urban Meyer is coaching in Florida. That just makes a lot of sense with that. <laughs> Rob, you ready to go? Yes. Me and my jammy pants are ready to go. All right. It's uh, take your child to work day here. One more pass. I have my daughter here with me. She's two. I apologize if you hear any nursery rhymes. Here we go. One more pass. All right, welcome back to the One More Pass podcast, the Snowpocalypse Nashville Ice Edition. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, One More Pass on Twitter, One More Pass Pod at gmail.com. No emails this week again. Please, people, we need some emails. Please give Especially us something to talk about. <laughs> we need emails this week. <laughs> There's nothing to do. Emails of support. Support. We're sad. Football. <laughs> Email us uh, support. And it's snowing and icing outside. We can't leave our houses. Yes, that is very true. And it's uh, take your daughter to work day. So if you guys hear any nursery rhymes or uh, a show called Blippy, that's from my microphone, but I will try to edit that out. But yeah, if you haven't seen the news, we are stuck in the middle of the polar vortex storm, whatever it's called. Um, Which, it's not- is this, does that mean this is like a, is it like a double quarantine? I was thinking about that this morning because somehow it feels, you know, like we're kind of not leaving our houses that much. Yeah. But now we're like double not leaving. So is it worse or they cancel each other out? Well, maybe this is a good thing because, you know, like nobody's gathering. So maybe cases will go down a little bit this week. That'd be great. There, you know, there we go. Okay. But yeah, we are in the middle of the snow apocalypse because Nashville apparently only owns fucking two snow plows and zero ice or salt for ice. So here we are. But yeah, please shoot us an email. We would greatly appreciate that. But uh, yeah, let's catch up a little bit. Joey, besides the snow and the ice, like how was your last week? Uh, it was pretty good. We were, um, was on the road yesterday. Uh, I was on my street uh, walking with my youngest daughter to Kroger. <laughs> I thought you on the road. <laughs> I thought you were saying like you were on the road as in touring, but you were just walking on, on no, just your on street. Road, just full, just full <laughs> dad joke right there. Uh, but you laughed at it as another dad. So that's encouraging. Rob's did. face didn't even change. He's just like, that's no, he's just like you idiots. Guys, I'm I'm dead inside. If you hadn't figured that out yet, <laughs> so uh, no, it's not helping. Yeah, I I, uh, I did that, um, but it was actually a, a kind of a fun day. You know, I don't know if you guys had any more snow at our house, but until like eight o'clock, anything that came last night, anything that came down was like sleet. But it was enough that on the uh, we've got a hill in our backyard, and it was actually pretty icy, so you could sled. And when I say sled. We use uh, boogie boards that we take down to Florida. Um, so I went out with my youngest daughter. And it was pretty fun. So yeah, that was my that was that was my travel for the day. Nice, great, Rob. How was your last week? It was uh, it was slightly eventful. I had my uh, thankfully uh, my heat system. Uh, I have a heat pump, but the indoor heating system went out on. I had been been having issues with it, but it finally went out for good. 
on Thursday, like I woke up, house was freezing. So um, I had gotten a recommendation for a company here in town. I'll go ahead and plug them. Uh, Frog. It's kind of a dumb name. Frog, heating, air, <laughs> HVAC, plumbing. Man, great company. Called them. Uh, a couple of friends of mine had used them. I got a good recommendation. So I called them. They said they could have somebody out between like noon and two. Called me back 20 minutes later. Hey, we had a cancellation. We've got a technician in your area. And he was there in like 20 minutes. Hell yeah. And by, I think like four o'clock that afternoon, he had me fixed up and running and ready to go. So just in the nick of time before it's an apocalypse. Um, yeah, other than that, just kind of been hanging at the house, um, catching up on my stories, hitting the rowing machine. Nice. Working out a little bit. Uh, yeah. Nothing exciting. Wasn't, didn't watch. Tried to. I, I, since I got rid of Sling TV, I haven't really been able to watch a ton of sports because they started just like, because I wanted to watch hockey and they started, you know, hit me up for all these extra, you know, charges to, to be able to watch hockey and these other sports. And I was like, ah, fuck. Pass. This. So I yeah. just canceled it. So I've been watching 30 Rock and <laughs> in the office and, <laughs> and uh, some other shows and stuff. So it's been kind of boring here at the Casa de Mitchell. Yeah, Rob, on a scale of one to 10, one being the saddest and 10 being the most ecstatic you've ever been. Yeah, like on the scale of one to 10, how bummed are you that we didn't have football this past weekend? I would say pretty bummed, but I had enough going on that kind of, to kind of buffer the, the sadness. I always kind of plan like towards the end of the football season after the Super Bowl, I kind of always kind of mentally plan to like be ready for the for the dearth of, of football. Now we do have no I know we joked about this, but we do have FCF, the fan controlled <laughs> football league, which I don't have Twitch, so I can't watch it. But I would venture to guess it's probably pretty entertaining to watch. Probably not very good football. Is yeah. it seven on seven? Is that right? Yeah, it's seven on seven. Um fans <laughs> call the plays. Yeah, the fans call it's basically like from it's what I read football, up on, it's basically right? like, you know, playing Madden, but with real people. So, I mean, you know, and look, they've got, and, and you can invest. I think the minimum investment is like 150, 200 bucks. Marshawn Lynch, uh, Richard Sherman, uh, Trevor May from the Twins. They're all owners. I think Bob Minery to uh, Montana has invested in it. I mean, they've got some big sponsors, IBM, Champion, and of course, the obligatory insurance uh company progressive if you go on the website which i did briefly last night that the teams are the glacier boys with a z the beasts zappers who uh who uh, um johnny football plays for and the wild aces and the logos are just terrible it just looks so like video game 2002 i mean it's just really but i do i would like to watch it just to yeah i think i'm gonna it. I think I'm gonna have to try to check it out yeah. this weekend because I'm intrigued enough to to watch it. And and I will say, <clears throat> I thought the uh, the AAF I, was yeah. that two. I guess that was two years ago now. Um, I thought that was pretty good football. Yeah. Um, I totally. Which again, this will show my age, but Rob will know what I'm talking about. I'm still another reason to never forgive Donald Trump for existing um, is him destroying the USFL. The USFL right. when I was a kid was awesome, even though it was only three was great. years because it ran from, it was like, I think it was March to July, something yep. like that. And it was, uh, so I hope they get some kind of spring football going again. For sure. I think the XFL is probably coming back next year is what I'm assuming with the rock. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And the second round of the XFL was 
was was pretty decent too. Yeah, I mean, dude, it was I, it was much better than the first time. Obviously, what twenty years ago, or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, and we and and of course we we've, we've got the CFL to look forward to. That starts up in uh, five months. <laughs> <laughs> the massive end zones. <laughs> I do, I do enjoy a good CFL game. It's fun, it's a really fun game to watch. I, I actually really, I've actually been to a, I went to a Montreal, a Noah, uh, Toronto Argos game once about 20 years ago. And it was fun. We, we played a, uh, we opened for Kenny Chesney in, uh, what's, uh, is this Saskatchewan? Is it? Yeah. yeah. The Rough, the, the rough, yeah, rough, rough the Riders. Riders. Yeah. And, uh, Scotty said, go Rough Riders. And the crowd went freaking nuts. It was like, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, obviously, we maybe don't get as good of a gauge on how big the CFL is down here in the States. Um, but I guess they, maybe they had just won or won the, the, the league or something. Um, Great cup. Quick side note on that. That's the angriest that Scotty has ever been at me during a show, but it was towards what was going on with, with the kick drum. You know how if there's like a, a short in the line or basically every time I would hit the kick, it was going. Mm-hmm. And distorting the entire it was it was awful and so our monitor guy came running out you could he could tell what was going on and you guys know what it sounds like when there's no kick drum especially on a big stage or anything it's like the whole bottom just falls out uh and instead of swapping it out he and like the local crew they were basically trying to just troubleshoot it and so it lasted for like an entire song and it was, <laughs> it was awful. Which feels, just, which feels like an eternity. <laughs> yes. And it, it like happened at the beginning. So it was like, here we go. I'm like trying to think of creative ways to not use it as much, but it's, uh, that's a tough one. When that one goes down, it's, uh, it's not good. Yeah. Plus whenever that happens, the artist looks at you like it's all your fault. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, what am I going to do about it, man? I'm just sitting back here playing, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's like, can I, can I, kick less, you know, like, is there a way to, to hit this and not, I mean, it was, it's, it's pretty rough, especially when you just know it's going to happen every single time. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like there was one time, uh, like I think for some reason, like one of our kick drum mics got, uh, just like unpatched during a changeover. Like I think some crew guy for some festival thought it was something else. So like my outside kick mic, uh, like got unpatched and then like my inside kick mic was doing whatever else. But then, like, I just remember hitting the downbeat of the show and then, like, the first kick, like, it wasn't there. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, I just get my talk back being like, yep, kick's not there. <laughs> and, of course, everyone just being like, oh, shit. And then, of yeah. course, you know, like, everyone's scrambling. And then they realized, oh, it's, it got unplugged accidentally, I think. But then, yeah, your artist turns around at you like it's your fault. And I'm like, yeah, I totally unplugged this shit. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, dude. I, yeah, hold on. Uh, let me stop playing and fix it right now. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I always... I always laugh when, when something goes wrong or, and, and guys in the band, the artists will turn around and look at us. Cause we're literally using all of our limbs. <laughs> right. So it's not, you know, like I've, I've, I've tried to change a drum head with one, one hand before, you know, trying to do, but it's not like a guitar player where you can drop out for a bit and retune or whatever. It's like something like that goes wrong. We're in trouble. Guys, yeah, for sure. Are you, I mean, have you not, after doing this all these years, have you not, figured out it's always the drummer's fault. <laughs> you're in the middle of the fucking stage most of the time. So you're, you're, you're the, you know, you're just, just accept it. It's going to be your fault. We are the focal point of something goes yeah. wrong, even though it's not our fault. The artist always looks back at the drummer being like, yeah. 
fix it. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I learned that. I learned that at a very early age in my career that, oh, it's just going to be my fault regardless of whatever it is. So just take your lumps and yeah, for sure. And plus we're not like Brad Paisley and we don't have a drum tech Rob. So we have to tech ourselves. Yeah. Well, so it's fine. And I Maybe. pay, I pay awful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's enough music talk. Let's just get into this week's podcast. Yeah. Let's just go down to various lists of topics just because we have no games for football. Like I know NBA is going on. Oh guys, uh, champions lead soccer as we record this starts in about four hours. If you guys want to tune into the round of 16, it's uh, Barcelona and PSG and then Leipzig and, and uh, Liverpool today. If you guys want to hop in on that, no? Yes? Wait, yeah, wait for me. What, how, how can I watch that? I think it's on CBS. Okay. So yeah, if you want to watch, no, you guys don't care. Okay, let's just talk I about might. some football stuff. I'll, yeah. I'll watch some footy. I mean, I kid around a lot, but I do like when the World Cup's on, I always watch it. So maybe, maybe it's time. I like watching the World Cup too. Yeah. Champions League is back, round of 16. My heart's happy. So I'm good until about June. So that's awesome. But yeah, let's talk about some uh, stories going on this week. Old JJ Watt asks for his release from the Texans and it's granted, which is just, just another piece of the puzzle just gone. And Deshaun Watson just be probably just being like, Hey guys, what the hell is going on with me? You know, like you seem to get rid of all the good players that we have, but you guys want to keep me, even though I'm really upset about being here and want to leave. So yeah, Joey, what's going on with the Texans? Uh, like, what do you make of uh, J.J. Watt being released? It's unbelievable. If you, if you look at a list of, the, of the, the players, not even just players, but the stars that Houston has lost the last few years, it's, it's like, how are people still Texans fans? I mean, I know all of our teams have issues that we try to work through, but this is, I mean, just stars left and right are leaving. Not only that, but former stars are saying, like, basically, get out while you can. Yeah, um, it's an absolute mess. I am thrilled. My highlight of the week was a report that Deshaun Watson, who has demand demanded to be traded, they, he said he's not going to play in Houston. Yeah, they're saying we're not going to trade you, and they're they're both digging their heels in. Uh, the highlight of my week was there was a report that Watson is has interest in going to several teams, and he listed Denver as one. And then the really big news of my week was that he liked a photo of Jerry Judy. Uh, somebody posted Jerry Judy's routes and he liked the photo. You were such a fanboy. Oh it's man. So, so fucking just, hilarious. <laughs> just to let you know where, where my life is at right now, how things are going. Um, I saw that screenshot of it, sent it to my brother. And I was like, I feel I'm like a teenager, but I'm in. It's, it's a mess. That, that organization, I, I don't understand how, uh, the guy, Rob, what's the guy's name? The um, former chaplain that's basically destroying that team. Is it? Cal- oh, Jack Easterby. Yeah. Jack Easterby. Cal- he, he, he was the acting GM, but they, I can't remember the name of the guy that they hired. It's Cal something that they hired. Yeah. Um, and he's the one that has come in. He's like, Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere. But yeah, I, I, I think it's a mess. I, I do think it's, it's classy of them that they just let JJ Watt go. Um, I think he's got at least a couple, a couple of good years left. He's such a, Man, what he did for all the hurricane victims, how much money he raised. He just he's such a good guy. I know he's battled insane injuries the last few years. <laughs> yeah. If you're a Texans fan, maybe move on to somebody else. Uh Deshaun Watson come to Denver. And uh it's gonna be interesting to see where uh JJ Watt lands uh lands. I hope he I hope he can have a couple years left of uh maybe a little bit less injuries too. Yeah, because there is talks about him maybe going to play with his brothers in Pittsburgh, right? 
Both of yeah, Bozeman and Pittsburgh. That would be Pittsburgh, yeah. I think, is is odds on favorite right now. I think to get Watt, he's up. He's up there. I think with like, I think even Green Bay is looking at him, and uh, mm. Buffalo. I think is high up there. And I think he didn't he win. I'm pretty sure he has three, either MVPs or Defensive Player of the Years. He's got defensive. He's got uh, three Defensive Player of the Years. Which I feel like the last couple of years, just because he's been injured so much. That maybe I ha- I didn't realize he had that many, but yeah, yep. man, him and his brother together would be awesome. Man, yep. do you like imagine all the subway commercials if they end up playing with each other? <laughs> yeah, Rob, what do you make about the Texans uh, front office just letting JJ Watt go and possibly that, you know like Deshaun being upset about that as well? I mean, it's probably no secret or no hot take to to ex- say that 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 franchise has been run poorly for many years, especially when it comes. To drafting quarterbacks and keeping good quarterback talents. I mean, you know, they, you know, what they got to the playoffs a couple times is like TJ Yates and I think Shaw was there once, but they finally get a good quarterback. And I don't know, uh, uh, the son Cal McNair is running the team. I, I, what was his father's name that, uh, it escapes me. Of course, I can't remember. So, you know, they've been, they've had their issues over the years. I, I just, I, I cannot believe, first of all, the DeAndre Hopkins trade was ludicrous. I, I don't know what the hell Bill O'Brien was thinking. Yeah, because I mean, like, it wasn't like he was unhappy there, was he? Obviously, he didn't either. So it cost him, you know, part of that cost him his job. You know, if I'm thinking, okay, we have a great, relatively young, prime of his, you know, career and health quarterback in Deshaun Watson, let us do whatever we can do to keep him happy and keep him on this team, surround him with the talent and players that he needs to win a championship. And they've just done the exact opposite. I do not understand. Again, I, 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 I harp on this a lot. I just, some of the, some of the decisions that are made in the upper levels, the ownership and the management of these teams, these billion dollar fucking teams, they make the stupidest decisions. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, as we've seen, everything is, is negotiable. You know, contracts, while they may seem to be, you know, written in stone or obviously everything is still negotiable. I, I, I don't see him staying on the team. Yeah. I think he's going to write it out. Yeah, same. I think, I think, I, I, I think he's going to write it out. And I think he's got more leverage and he can, you know. Yeah, he's got a no, he's got a, he can basically pick where he goes. He's got yeah. a no trade clause. So, you know, he'll, he'll do what, I mean, he, he seems like a pretty smart guy. And I know the community loves him and he's been great there. And the same with Watt. I mean, he's done a ton for that community. You know, Hunter Johnson. I mean, obviously you've had players, you've had historically players on this team that have really loved playing there for the community and for the, you know, the the other players. But obviously the actual team has not been a priority for these guys because they don't really get anything back other than, you know, compensation. Uh, I, I just... I hope he does. I hope he gets out of there. It's a terribly run. The Easterby thing alone, again, I, I brought that article up a couple of times and I know you guys probably haven't read it, but it's, 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 a pretty, it's a pretty damning indictment on how somebody could snake their way in who really has no business being there and making these kind of decisions and, and getting people's heads. That shouldn't happen when that much money is on the line. It, it's just... I hope he gets out of there. I hope he goes to Denver or wherever and he's, you know, he's a productive player, but that whole thing is just a garbage fire. Should never have happened. Joey, if you're a Texans fan right now, 
how do you, uh, I mean, like, can you keep like rooting for your team just knowing this whole thing is just going downhill pretty fast? I was looking up to, I, I was pretty sure it was two years ago. Um, and I confirmed it was, or actually it was a year ago, a little over a year ago, but they were, they were beating the chiefs. They, they were up 24 to zero, 24 to zero in the second quarter in yeah. the divisional round. And then they lost 51, 31. So the, I mean, there was a lot of talent on that team and they were, they were headed in the right direction, which I think is even more amazing. If you, if you look at the way, I think they ended up four and 12 last year, something like that mm -hmm. with Deshaun Watson, probably responsible for, if not all four of them, three of them um, on his back. So if you're a Texans fan, I mean, just picture this, you've got a 25 year old quarterback who you could say is probably in top five to seven quarterbacks in the league. 25 easily has 10 to 13 years left. And he is saying a year after he signed his monster deal, he basically wants out. He doesn't want to play there anymore. I can't really remember in my lifetime, a quarterback. I know Elway said he wasn't going to play when he got drafted by the Colts, but maybe you can help me, Robert or Kyle, if you guys can think of any, I just can't think of a quarterback. I can't think of this situation happening before where you have a, an organization that's run so poorly, such a talented quarterback that has had a lot of success and was, you know, a 24 point, a half away from making it to the AFC championship game a year ago. And now it's come to this. So if, I, if I'm a Texans fan, <laughs> if Deshaun Watson goes, I mean, how, what in the world could you possibly be excited about? That is a tough, I mean, I'm an insanely loyal Broncos fan, but if that was a Broncos scene, all of your stars just, and not just like traded or like leaving angrily. Part of me thinks the reason they let Watt go, um, you know, he had a big contract, but also make it a peaceful thing just so they could uh, maybe a little PR work to make themselves look better. Uh, but it's incredible. I've, I've never seen anything like it. And that's why I think the Deshaun Watson thing is so intriguing to so many people because we've never seen this happen where a 25 year old quarterback total stud and star is saying, trade me. And like, it's like watching a soap opera. Yeah. Because I don't think it's happened, you know, like in the past, maybe 20 years, just from like the time, like I actually like remember started watching football, like until now it's like, yeah, like you have quarterbacks, you know, like that are busts or whatever else. And it's just like, okay, cool. Like it's just not working out. Like maybe teams are just drafting, you know, like improperly, but, but yeah, I mean, like, just like you said, like up to two years ago, I mean, like the Texans, you know what I mean? Once like Andrew Luck retired and then, you know, like you had Peyton, like with the Colts, it's just like, you know, like the, the, the division with the Titans, Colts, Texans, and uh, Jags. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like the Texans were the team that was just like, okay, like they're the team to beat right now. And yeah, just their fall from two years ago is just mind blowing because yeah, once Deshaun Watson comes out, you're just like stud. This guy's great. Oh, Hopkins. Oh shit. This is great. JJ Watt. Like, even though like he's, you know, just like you said before, he's had his hand in injuries. It's just like, yeah, this team's rolling. It seems like, and then it's like, oh, everyone's just completely unhappy. And they're just like, screw it. Yeah. Trade me. I want out. And then mind blowing in my opinion. And and back to what, I mean, I'm not sure what his contract situation was, but pretty safe to say that he's been the face of that team for several years now. I mean, he's been in the league 10 years now. It became pretty evident after that, I think of the second 
year or third season, I think the second year he had like 21, 20, 20 and a half sacks or something like that. He made his presence pretty known. And, and yeah, he's had his injuries. There was, I think 2016 and 17, it was like he missed the whole season and then he only played like three games one season. I mean, you know, but the guy has still got tread on his tire and he's meant a lot to that community. It's still, it still kind of baffles me that they wouldn't do and again, going back, I'm not sure what his contract situation is. I don't know what their salary cap threshold is right now. But it seems like do something to keep this guy. Because if you get rid of him, what does that say about what Watson is going to want to do? How, how is he going to feel about that? So it's just like, I don't know what the end game is. You know, they may be playing chess and we're all playing checkers. Who knows? I doubt it. But it just looks... It looks bad. This is not a time in our lives where you need to be, you know, especially with COVID and everything going on. I think they need to start. I, I don't know what the strategy is, but it just kind of looks like it just looks like something out of a, you know, a movie or something like that. The guy sitting around and, you know, saying all this cliche bullshit and, you know, I, I don't know. It just feels it just feels like nobody knows what's going on in that front office. And, you know, I I just hope Watson ends up somewhere where he He's appreciated and able to play to his potential, but that he will be. We're, we're he'll do great in Denver. We're looking forward to having him. <laughs> I'll keep you guys posted on any any likes I see on Instagram. Panthers, let's go! Come on, Deshaun. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, the old boat parade down in Tampa Bay. We saw old Tom Brady just getting lit up, very hammered, tossing the Lombardi Trophy, and I put that in quotes because obviously I think that's one thing we'll talk about. But uh, but yeah, Rob, quickly, does this? Does drunk Tom Brady make him more relatable to everybody now after this? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, again, I, I don't dislike Brady as a person. He seems kind of a vanilla dude. He doesn't really have a, you know, uh, he's just kind of all about the branding and he doesn't really seem to have like kind of a stance, whatever. He seems like a good family guy. I don't have any problems with him. My main issue with him just becomes like I've explained before, it's just the the saturation. I've just kind of reached a Tom Brady saturation point many years ago. Yes, he's the greatest of all time. At at, at some point, I just need something else to think and talk about someone else. Uh, but yeah, it's to see him drunk off his tits out there throwing <laughs> the Lombardi trophy between boats. I mean, it was, I, it was a little endearing. You know, I, I, he's normal just like the rest of us. He, he probably doesn't drink a lot. He got gronked pretty good. I'm sure I don't know many shots of tequila. Like, dude fed him, but dude, he probably just had like two shots and that's it. Lightweight. I got, I got no problem. Yeah. He's probably lightweight from not eating strawberries for the past 10 years. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm glad to see it. I just wish he would have fallen in the water. Or, you know, I don't know. It was it Gronk that was carrying him out. Like he was literally having to like hold him up as he was like rubber legging it, was, it, it off looked, the boat. That looked like an assistant or a friend or something. It didn't, okay. it didn't look like Gronk. It, 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 dude, the dude was pretty big, you know, because he was holding him up. Because Tom's, you know, Tom's not small either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I was happy to see it. I'm, I'm glad those dudes are enjoying it. You know, they won the, they won the trophy. Give them their, give them their boat, boat parade. I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, Joey, does this make Tom Brady more endearing to you? Absolutely, I completely agree with Rob. I, I loved it. It's funny. I saw the the first video I saw was this was the trophy toss, and. <laughs> I heard on sports radio, somebody is from that area and they know, like it's, it's really deep right there. Like that part <laughs> of 
wherever those boats were. They're like, yeah, that's, I can't remember how deep they said it was, but and then a video of him, man, the dude deserves it. I, I, I think it makes him totally more relatable. Um, and if there was ever a day and a time to celebrate, um, we've all been there. Dude, he was like, I mean, he was leaning hard into that dude. When he, when, when I first saw the video, his first couple steps, I was like, Oh, was he like a little seasick or is he about to throw up? And then it was like, Oh yeah, no, no, no. He is. <laughs> no, he was trash. He's walking sideways. Yeah. Yeah. He was crab walking. Yeah. Um, but I think it's great. I love it. No, yeah. no issues at all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. Like the moment I saw that video, I'm like, oh, okay. And, and dude, like it kind of makes me just, just like love him more. And plus like also just be like, man, fuck, he does have everything. And he just seems like he's a cool dude that now he'd like, you can just sit down and have a drink with. And it's like, cool. He'll, he'll have two McUltras and be stumbling out of the bar because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't drink or eat tomatoes or anything that'll inflame his, you know, muscles or whatever else. But I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Um, but quickly, uh, Susan Lombardi, the daughter of Vince Lombardi says Tom Brady owes her like an apology because of the way he tossed the Lombardi trophy. Now I'm so like, I'm just going to say this. Uh, I guarantee you that's not the real one, right? Like, do you like, that can't be the real one. Right. And so, no, it's not like the Stanley cup. There's not one Lombardi trophy. If you go to each, if you go to each stadium, they have, you know, if you go to like Detroit, the Patriots, yeah, Detroit, <laughs> yeah, well, not Detroit, but you know, if you go to the Super or Carolina, if you go to Gillette, you know, they, I think they have their own, you know, trophy there. That's not the only. Oh, right, for sure. Um, yeah, and quickly, uh, like I think I told the story about how whenever uh, we played in Green Bay, like there's this place called the Green Bay Distillery. That's a venue as well. And you walk off and we were just like, oh shit, there's a bunch of people lined up for the show. And then it turned out to be Packers training camp or whatever else. So we took a tour of, of Lambeau Field that day as well. And, you know, like they took us into where like all the fans could see all the like Lombardi trophies and the cases or whatever else. And then like the guy just says, yeah, those aren't the real ones. Like the real ones we actually win are up in the owner's office. I'm like, yeah, that makes a whole lot yeah. of sense. Like, yeah. dude, like they're not going to put them there. Like, do you think they're going to like let them take a real trophy on a boat parade in Tampa Bay when everyone's just hammered? No. So Rob, like what do you make of uh, Vince's daughter? Just like expecting an apology from Tom Brady for throwing that. Well, first of all, Vince Lombardi did not design or create that trophy. It was just, they used his name. So Look, it just seems like everybody, I hate to sound like one of those guys, but outrage has become such a currency with everything. I don't know this woman. I don't know if she was looking to get on TV or, but it's just like, come on, just get over it. It's a <laughs> fucking trophy. You yeah. Know? All it represents is that championship. Those guys can do whatever they want with it. I mean, look at the NHL. That's the Stanley Cup. Yeah. As far as I know, that's the one. They give it to the team like a month. And each player, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember how long it is. Yeah, because like, I think each player gets a day with it. Yeah, you get a day with it. And those dudes can do whatever they want. And obviously, you know, we've probably only heard of half of what's been done to that trophy, but it's like, <laughs> come on. It's sports. Yeah. It's not, it's not a fucking Fabergé egg. Like, <laughs> just get over it. Hey, Kyle, when you go into, uh, blank on the name of the Panther Stadium, but when you go in, where do they have the Super Bowl trophies? Uh, we have runner-up banners. We have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a giant uh, Panther statue where you can get your head stuck in its mouth. Yeah, and it's called a Bank of America Stadium. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Rob's speaking about the Fabergé egg. Just a side note for everybody, uh, the, the last days that you can watch all the Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 movies on Netflix is the end of this month. So like Ocean's oh, 12, yeah. Ocean's 12, that's when they go try to get the Fabergé egg from the uh, Night Fox because he's mad at Danny Ocean and like his whole team because his mentor said, yeah, Danny Ocean and his team are the best, you know, thieves in the whole world. And then he gets mad and then he, he, he outs him to Benedict and then he adds great. So yeah, PSA. But um, <laughs> I can't believe I just went through that, but yeah, it's fine. Joey, like what do you make of Vince's daughter really quick? Just saying Tom Brady uh, I should apologize. Too. It's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's like, come on. It's not the Stanley Cup. There's not one of them. It's not disrespectful. Um, it's Vince Lombardi didn't, on his deathbed, he didn't draw the design for it and said, my dying wish is that this would be respected in every way. It's just like, come on, man. This is, again, make me, agree with Rob. I don't want to sound like the old guy that's like, just get two PC on everything. I just get ridiculous. But this is like, I know football's over, but let's find some better headlines. Like let's, let's do some more mock drafts. Talk about Mel Kuyper Jr.'s hair. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's been on a journey, man. That hair is, that hair will live on after he dies. <laughs> now that Long. would be, that could be a trophy and you would not want to toss yeah. that across the water. <laughs> We are one more day closer to uh, seeing Goodell hammered in his basement again for the NFL draft. Oh, that was so good. Again, another moment where we see a, you know, a player, well, he's not a player, he's a, the commissioner of the league, but like this vulnerable moment where, man, Goodell's probably half a bottle in a bullet, man. He's getting <laughs> schnocked. Yeah, That's great. And he's on TV. Like, he's kind of just, that is just awesome. Back in that rec- it wasn't an on, I feel like it was late on day two or something. Where maybe yeah. you know maybe he because that's all, that's a long day for him even he's a billionaire and whatever, Belichick yeah. just leaving with his dog <laughs> sitting there in front of the fucking I mean more yeah, of that I hope they do that again this year that was awesome I do too yeah plus like Andy Reid in his Hawaiian shirt or whatever just hanging out eating cheeseburgers it's great yeah because day one was Goodell like in a you know three piece suit just being all traditional and then yeah. I think after that first round every you know like everybody was just like. Okay, like don't like insult our intelligence, man. Just fucking be cool. I think like the next day he just probably has some pig whistle just sitting there, just just hammered third <laughs> round. But uh, all right, let's move on just really quickly. Uh, like I just want to get y'all's thoughts on um, the Urban Meyer Chris Doyle situation coming out of Jacksonville, and uh, like I know, you know what, like one day in, like after all the backlash of hiring Chris Doyle, like the very next day he turns around and resigns. Uh, like if everybody doesn't know the story, well, he was a strength and conditioning coach at Iowa. And then like, apparently he, you know, like mistreated black players and treated white players the complete opposite way. And like all the, you know, like racial injustice that we've been, you know, hearing about for the past year, it seems like, you know, coming to light more I mean, as it should. Joey quickly, what do you make of uh, Urban Meyer saying he vetted Chris Doyle, hired him and then backlash incurs. Chris Doyle resigns a day later. Like, just like, what do you make of that quickly? I, I think that Urban Meyer is, uh, I don't, I don't look at him as a moral compass at all. Same. I think yeah. That dude has proven over the years that he's going to do absolutely whatever it takes to win. Look at all of the shady things. I mean, Florida, Ohio state. Um, the, the best headline that I saw that sums up the way I feel is, is this was Urban Meyer's first lesson and you can't get away in the you can't get away with what uh, what you got away with in college. You can't get away with in the NFL. Um, and so he probably remedied the situation 
as quickly as he could, which in the long run will be well, but the dude should have never been hired, man. I mean, yeah. come on. That, that, that was a, and he can't, he can't get away with that in the NFL. And uh, I'm glad that he can't, it's not a, uh, there's a lot more rules in place. He's, he's under more scrutiny. He's under a microscope. And um, so I don't have a, a lot of feelings on it. Cause I don't have a ton of respect for urban Meyer as a, as a, as I said, for his morals or as a person. Um, but it'll make for good, uh, good drama once the season starts. Yeah, for sure. Rob, quickly, what do you think? You know, when you're a college coach, I think we all, if you follow the, the game for as much as we have, you realize it's incredibly corrupt, which sadly is one of the most things that I find not necessarily endearing about it, but it makes that, that kind of dark nefarious side of it is very interesting to me. Um, you know, you set up these little fiefdoms where you have these levels of, of buffer. You know, you've got your your alumni, your boosters, people with a lot of money that can kind of fix things and 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 you know throw up barriers, and you can kind of get done. And he's obviously done that. He did Florida. He you know he signed players that had really questionable pass. You know, the main reason he's not at Ohio State right now is you know, and Ryan Day's there is because he lied about knowing about uh, what was the guy's name, Zach. Smith, the receivers coach. Yeah. What like him, like hitting his wife or something. Yeah. There was domestic violence issues. Um, you know, urban Meyer, I don't know what kind of world he lives in, in his mind, but you know, if he didn't know there was a difference between the college game and the, uh, and the pro game at an administrative level, then he's learning right now that especially this day and age with what Doyle was, uh, you know, came under fire for and which by the way i think they bought iowa bought him out it was a pretty hefty contract um so it's not like nobody knew about this guy and that this happened you can't get away with anything anymore especially at this level so this is his first strike if that's how he's gonna try to do business uh maybe he felt like he was back in florida again and he could just kind of fucking do what he wanted so yeah, I, I, I agree with Joey. I've never been a big Urban Meyer fan. He's just seemed like, a, he's like one of those guys that he puts he does, he does puts a lot more energy into looking, trying to look like he's, oh, I'm wholesome, look at my family and I'll do this stuff. And it's just underneath, it's just skeevy grossness. Uh, I don't think all coaches are, are immune from that. I think if you're going to be a coach in the college game, as I said before, you're going to have to get dirty. It's kind of the uh, the nature of the beast, but man... You cannot get away with that stuff at this level. The fuck was he thinking? Yeah, what is it? I mean, it's so, February. It's the middle of February. <laughs> He's already like yeah. in the news for and like granted, making a bad decision. And 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 you know, and this is a this is a strength and conditioning coach. We're not talking about an OC. We're not talking about a defensive coordinator. We're not talking about an assistant. You know, uh, linebackers coach or whatever. This is a. This, and granted, this is an important cog in the in the in the wheel of a of a football team, but this is, this is a strength and conditioning coach. If you're getting this much pushback and fire from hiring this guy who everyone knew was kind of a jackass and an asshole, welcome to the NFL, man. This, this was a, this was a baptism. You should have known better. I I just, I don't know. I, I think his, I think he thinks his ego and his, and his legacy, you know, behind him can gives him a certain amount of, uh, I, I don't know. He's he, he, it's not it's not college football, man. And you're gonna you're gonna learn hard lessons on the field. Uh, you know, maybe he learns from this and moves on. But I thought that was a really stupid mistake, and uh, I wish him nothing but an unsuccessful <laughs> run. I give him three years tops. 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> he ain't gonna, I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah, yeah like, I just hope he just gets trounced in the NFL. Um, and plus, like, I think I read that uh, Chris Doyle was the highest paid strength and con- conditioning coach in the NCAA Division One. Like, I think he was making like I, like half a million dollars a year. Yeah, it was like it was like a it was like a hefty. Yeah. It was like a hefty seven figure buyout, I think. Yeah. So yeah, at Iowa. Yeah, corn fed. Okay, Rob. Quick yes or no answer. Do you think uh, like Urban Meyer? Um, like, do you think he was being honest about how he vetted him, or do you think he was actually just trying to see what he could get away with in the NFL first? No, I think he knew exactly what he was yeah. doing. Joey. Yep. Yep. He knew. He knew. Yep. Yeah. Same. All right. Cool. Let's move on to Pod Damn it. This really, really cold and icy pod, damn it. Joey, do you want to start off? Yeah, it's going to be quick. Um, cell phone bills. Impossible to read. <laughs> My God. I, I mean, it's, I, I, I swear that they're charging people more because you can't, when you try to go line by line and read what they are, it's impossible to tell. It changes every month. Um, granted, I've got a number of, of, uh, phones on our plan with my daughters and my wife, but, uh, just make it simple. I, I don't want to have to have a, uh, my doctorate to read cell phone bill. Make it easy. <laughs> God damn it. There you go. Uh, like I'll go next. So yeah, like I'm going to go back to, uh, Hickory, North Carolina, 10th grade. Would, uh, like when I was in high school, like we pretty, pretty much had like a guaranteed like week off. Uh, well, just like every single winter, because it seemed like for four or five years at a stretch, you know, like it would snow ice over, you know, like whatever else would be fine. So like our neighborhood was at the bottom of this big road. And then like up at the top of the road was this uh, neighborhood that I actually like four or five of my best friends, like they actually all lived up there. So whenever, you know, like it would snow schools at like, I would just walk up that hill and pretty much like sled down to all my friends' houses and we would play all day. Then I would walk back and be fine. But like every single time it snows in 10th grade, my parents bought me this really, really badass like rubber made sled so like Rubbermaid ad like actually used to make these sleds of like hard plastic and dude, like it wasn't like the flimsy, you know, oh, it's, you know, like just like outside of Lowe's hardware, you know, sleds you can buy for like five bucks. Like this sled was like 50 bucks. This thing was badass. It was so fast. It was so damn fast. 10th grade, just like bombing down, just like beating people's asses and sledding competitions, What you know, just whatever else. It was great. We go in to have lunch at my best friend's house, Nick Gullett, shout out. And we come back and my sled's gone. Somebody stole my fucking sled back in 10th grade. That was the fastest sled that I've ever had. That was just amazing. So like every single time it snows, I have no idea why I still can't, I mean, I still can't get over it. Whoever stole my sled back in 2002, I'm still mad at you. Pod damn it. Why did you have to do that? You ruined every single snow day I had for, from then on out. So and every single time it snows, I just still have that thought about like, I had the fastest sled in all the land and it got stolen. Thanks, asshole. Pod damn it. Over with. You know, you know, Kyle, there's a, uh, there's this website called Amazon. Not back in 2002. Pretty much anything. Dude, like Amazon was just books back in 2002. But I'm just saying now. It's the principle. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob, like, do you want me to buy a, if a you wanted sled a and go to capacitor? <laughs> At your house, you could get one and if you have Prime and get there tomorrow. True. All right. Sorry, sorry, but... No, I, I understand. No, I've had things taken from me that, you know... I'm so upset still, obviously, about that. So, Rob, pod damn it, you're up, man. Well, I was going to do... We talked earlier before we started taping about um, 
people using AirPods when they go on TV. You know, now we're in this, we're still in the unprecedented times of Zoom. Um, but I'm, you know, like I said, I, I saw the, the Michael McDowell, the guy that won the Daytona, he was doing an interview this morning. He had AirPods on and it sounded like he was coming out of a tin can with a string on it. I just think at that level, you need to figure something else out. But my, my, my actual pod, damn it, is going to be something somebody said earlier. It was about the snow reminding me of several things I've seen online in the past week or past couple of days regarding the weather. People that are interviewed about global warming and they say, well, if global warming, you know, is real, why is it cold outside? Why am I standing in a foot of snow? I wish you, I wish you could record Rob's face as just, just a screenshot and put it on Twitter. I won't. I, w- I want these people to like be able to like, I wish somebody could stand there with a tape recorder so they could play that back to them so they can hear how fucking stupid they sound. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not a client scientist. I'm not a client scientist. So I'm not going to sit here and try to explain global warming to the seven people that listen to this podcast or how many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Rob, it fluctuates. Yeah. But it, it just, it just, that kind of ignorance, that kind of just like blanket response stupidity is just amazing to me that people still, now I understand like not thinking like, well, I don't understand about everything about, you know, climate science and, and, you know, and temperature changes over, you know, across a period of, of decades or whatever. Like I, I read something last night about how summer evening temperatures are increasing. Somebody did a huge study, you know, we've only been taking temperatures around the world since like late 19th century, I think. So we've only got a little over 100 years, like 120 something years of actual data to go from. But this guy was talking about how, how summer night across the world, you know, when it is summer, whether it's you know, right, now, right now in Australia, it is summer. Here it is winter, obviously. But they've been gauging these temperatures just in the evenings between sun up, sundown and sun up. And they've, over the past hundred years, they've gone up consistently up to like a, a degree and a half. And that doesn't sound like a lot. And I guess maybe because the numbers aren't huge, the people aren't going, oh my God, you know, and they're not seeing, you know, these uh, cities being engulfed, you know, in water, but like, it's a real thing. So when you stand there and say, well, I'm outside and it's minus 10 degrees and I'm standing in a foot of snow. But you just sound so fucking stupid. So to those people... Pick up a book, go online, read some real science, keep your mouth shut. Pod damn it. Boom. Dr. Rob Mitchell, doctorate in uh, climate change. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a client, climate scientologist. <laughs> and that wraps up this week's episode of One More Pass. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. Please email us. You have nothing to do this week. It's snowy everywhere, it seems like. One more pass pod at gmail.com. Joey, what do you have to say to our past receivers? Uh, Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated as soon as you can. And uh, be kind to each other. Rob? Yeah, be careful if you live in the, um, if you're living in the the vast frozen tundra, which is, I guess, what, about two-thirds of the United States? Texas. Be careful. Stay home. (laughs) (laughs) I talked to my brother this morning, and he's, uh, he lives in Texas, and he has no power, so... That sucks. Probably a lot of people are in that position. So be safe. You do have to go out. Keep your mask on. 
don't be an asshole. We're all trying to get through this together. Yes. And side note, when you have a mask on in the, I actually wore mine on the walk home from the grocery store. It keeps your face warm. So yeah. win-win. Uh, uh, yeah. There you go. And we will see y'all next week on one more pass. Watch Marble Racing. <laughs>